Welcome to the HR Happy Hour Show, recording live from Oracle Cloud World. I'm with Trish D. Trish, how are you? I'm good. It's great to be here and with you in person. It is fantastic. We are having a wonderful event. Cloud World is like a must-attend event for me. It has been for years. And they're killing it this year. They really are. I was thinking, this is at least, it's probably like my ninth or 10th one I think I've attended. Um, I never got to attend as a customer. I wish I would have. You know, that was just not, a miss. I know, right? I was at a, a small to mid-sized company though. So it wasn't really like something we were on top of, but yeah, it's great to be here. I feel like, can I admit, even before we bring our guest on, like I was in the keynote yesterday and I still look at the product very much like with customer eyes because I know what mine looked like. I was Oracle EBS just for the record. Represent. I, I loved EBS. Loved. 10.4. I, I know. I loved and adored it, right? But seeing what what progress has been made and what you can do now with the solution. Literally almost cried. Could also be because I'm over 50 and now I can cry at literally anything, but I did. I was like tearing up. <laughs> so yeah, it's really good. People should definitely follow the, uh, the hashtag, look online, you know, check out anything that's being written about the event. Yeah. And so we're here to get a little bit of an update from Oracle HCM, which is absolutely just crushing things right now. And with us, we're lucky to have her get her uh, a few minutes out of her busy schedule here at Cloud World. We have Yvette Cameron with us. She's the Senior Vice President of Oracle Cloud HCM Product Strategy. Welcome back to the show because you've been one with us before. I have. It's so great to see you, Steve and Trish in person. Love being here with you. Thank we you for- We need to figure out how many times because I think Yvette is coming up on the special five-time- is there a jacket? There, it is jacket? not a jacket. It's actually, it's better. Should we tell her what the gift is? You can tell her. You get a really nice knife set. It's a set of steak knives. <laughs> but truly, like there's there's just a small group of people that ever that we ever asked to come back. Yeah, prior, prior, to the show, prior to the show, we were talking about some of the workplace movie Hall of Fame shows we've done. And that right. is a reference back to a great workplace movie, Glenn Glary, Glenn Ross. That's right. Right. That's Second prize, set of steak knives. Steak knives. So, so you get that is the prize. Unfortunately, in today's environment, which wasn't there when Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross was there, is I can't get them through TSA. And I only get carry on. So sure. you can. We'll ship them to your house. Yeah. Right. They, they would be shipped to you. But yes, I think you're probably one away. So we'll check that out. We'll get back to you. You've had, we've mentioned it's a great event. It's a huge event, by the way, just in terms of how many people are here. And Oracle HCM has just been really innovating, winning awards, gaining customers, all the things. But let's talk a little bit, just a little maybe one year kind of overview. Some of that Oracle HCM highlights, whether it's product, whether it's customers, maybe a couple of things you, you'd love to mention, and we'll dive into some of the yeah, specific innovations. Absolutely. So, you know, I think the, the number one headline is innovation. We're innovate, continue to innovate faster than, than ever before, faster than others that I've seen. And um, the solutions that we're delivering, many of them centered around the um, Oracle Me employee experience platform. So we can dr- drill into some of those. Um, really bringing um, AI forward with new generative AI capabilities. Um, we're seeing phenomenal uh, customer adoption. Our, our win rate uh, in the field is fantastic. And what's happening is customers are saying, you know, and, and prospects are saying, like you said, Trish, at the start, you know, we we didn't realize the the experience of Oracle was where it is. You know, it's truly a modern cloud HCM solution. So great products, great customer momentum, um, great industry recognition. Uh, thank you for for uh, your support there as well. Um, it's just it's uh, it's been a busy busy year. Yeah, 
what are the customers saying? Because I mean, obviously this event is just full of, you know, every possible size customer. Um, and we see more of the analyst, right? So we're the analyst side of things. And so what are your customers saying, right? They're seeing all of these announcements in person. For us, it's very impressive because we follow you so closely year over year. What kind of things are you hearing from you? Yeah. So a lot of customers are eager to find out how can they um, stay on top of all of this innovation, right? We've got, we've been showcasing and I sat on a few panels with customers who have really operationalized They take a very deliberate approach to um, embracing innovation quickly. They're on our early adopter programs. They're in their testing as soon as possible. Um, and so customers are looking for how can they take advantage of this? The big theme I'm hearing in addition to Gen AI is how do we really make sense of skills in our organization, right? Oracle came out with its dynamic skills um, years ago. We've infused its possibilities and capabilities throughout um, the majority of our suite in recruiting and talent, career management, learning, et cetera. And now finally with, I think, the continued turmoil of, of where we are with work and workforce changes, people are realizing skills really are at the heart of all of it. And so what should our strategy be? Do we, you know, go bit whole hog? Do we start small? Um, and, I'll, and I'll just tell you the mantra that we're bringing forward now around skills, because it does seem very scary and daunting for a lot of people. Think big, start small, but move fast. And that's really resonating. And so we're sitting down now with customers as they're saying, ah, oh, help us help us succeed here. And uh, really starting to take things forward rather rapidly with a lot of them. I'm glad you brought that up specifically, Yvette, around skills, because it makes me think of two things. One is uh, organizations who are trying to embrace this need a lot of help, right? Because it really means really shifting mindset, getting out of very rigid organizational hierarchy methods of managing talent, right? All Certainly almost primarily uh, all based on job description only, right? And, and roles. And then uh, it also, the other reason why it's compelling, maybe even more compelling for me is it kind of resonates with a lot of what we do here, Trish and I do, which is talk about expansion of opportunity in the workplace to folks who maybe have previously been a little bit underserved or a little bit on the margins. And so if organizations adopt a more skills-based approach about what can people do, what have they done, what can they learn versus what college maybe they went to or didn't exactly. go to and those kinds of things, it, it opens up the doors of opportunity to people like maybe people who are disabled or people who've been formerly incarcerated or people who have any number of challenges, returning people to the workplace with maybe taking some time off to be caregivers, you name it. The stories are, are millions. And uh, I think that resonates a lot. And, and so do you think organizations are adopting these approaches and, and seeing that like, hey, we can get more opportunity for folks? Let me say first, I love that you guys are focused on this. I think these are conversations that every HR leader should be having. Every individual HR leader or not should be having. I had, I'm had. i going to answer that with a, an example of two conversations I had with customers this week. So um, one organization was so proud that they had just defined their six or seven um, core skills and competencies for every single job that they had in their organization. They were going out now to survey um, all of the employees in those roles, see where those skills existed, track them and report so they could understand their gaps and develop learning plans. And they're hiring against those skills that they need uh, composite across all of those jobs. And they were so excited to actually have kind of rationalize their skills strategy. When I asked them the question, that's great for now, but are these jobs and skills that you're managing the same ones you're going to need three, four years from now? 
How are you capturing the skills that the people who are coming into your organization are bringing with them? You're bringing kids right out of college or off the streets who have been hacking their way to really incredible capabilities. They've got skills on their resumes. And if you're not bringing those in and tracking them as what's now the influx of new skills because they don't align to your seven or eight per job, where are you going to be three years from now when suddenly those skills are needed and you have zero insight? And his his eyes, my customer's eyes, like went wide and then went sad. <laughs> so, but fortunately, we have an answer for him. Another similar story today was talking to an organization who's very focused on ascending um, their hourly workers, right? Really um, bringing forward their next level of leadership um, from hourly to first line manager to second line manager and capturing the skills and capabilities is, is really critical. It's, a, it's an instrumental piece, but also validating that those skills, whether it be collaboration and communication and critical thinking and so forth. And so, again, I think, um, you know, the technology can help with the tracking and most importantly, to my point of the first example, the inferring of skills and, and expanding beyond those rigid structures, but also the validation, um, whether it's from, from managers or from peers and understanding the levels of those skills are critical. They go hand in hand. Technology and people together are going to help address these skills um, approaches. So I guess to your question, are organized organizations um, thinking this way about more expansive view of skills. They are, but the majority right now are still daunted of it seems really big. So honestly, guys, my job for the next year is to focus on redefining what it means to become a skills-based organization. Don't, don't just say we've got to be all or nothing. Baby steps, impact areas, show proof, build momentum, but move fast, right? Don't keep waiting for everything to be perfect before you roll out a plan. I love that advice. And I hope anyone listening like writes those those things down, Eva, because I think having been in that position um, for many years in HR, where worked at a large professional services firm, we were talking about skills way back in the day. We were always talking about filling the gaps, right? But that was all done manually. It was all very much on sort of guesstimating what skills we had and what ones were going to be needed. And we never quite figured that out exactly. So uh, like the the practitioner in me is like loving this because I'm thinking like your first customer example, you, you think you know what you need. And that's not necessarily when you actually put some rigor and some t- technology behind that. It's you might surprise yourself as to what skills are actually moving the needle in your organization today. And then predicting, right, and recommending what what's coming in the future. So I loved that example. Um, I would also just say I think that this also, to me, captures again back to that idea of things that HR leaders have been trying to do for the last three decades, right? We intuitively knew we wanted to capture some of the skills that people have that are not part of their job, mm-hmm. right? I've used examples many times from my my time at St. Louis Children's Hospital where, you know, we'd have people from marketing helping out in groundskeeping. We'd have people who were in housekeeping who were helping out in marketing, right? Because they had skills that they were using outside of the workplace. Maybe you had maintenance helping out in surgery. Right. Yes, exactly right. Probably Maybe not that part. That's a little. I think I had one of those at one point, but that's, that's another. That's another show. No, but I will tell you, we had a, we had a man who had been a, a floor finisher for twenty one years who loved to write, and he wrote in his church all the time, like all sorts of newsletter. 
he wound up work like working in the marketing department just just to help out, right, and write things. And the president of the hospital loved it. Calls me and said, "What a great thing, you know, that you've written." I'm like, "No, that's our floor finisher that we've had for 21 years, right?" So, again, I think we didn't know how to capture that. We were struggling. I was using post-it notes on a whiteboard of it, mm. and now I mentioned I get emotional when I see on the big screen what the tools can do and it does it in seconds indeed and i think part of the um part of the opportunity here is that we're thinking about skills and how we're growing them and capturing and inferring them um not just from a top down perspective hr and managers need to know but employees want to present a better representation of themselves. They don't know what opportunities necessarily are there today or coming up. But if I have through a great experience, through prompting that's presented to me, I don't have to go somewhere and remember to update my profile. That's never going to work. But if you present opportunities to me um, in in very intuitive and engaging ways, if you're dragging um, uh, the information out of feedback that I'm getting from others, right, and capturing that skill recognition from others, then suddenly the experience for me as an employee is I feel that I'm invested, I'm being invested in, that you're actually listening and watching for opportunities for me. What a great way to motivate people, to help retain them, and truly, truly to put them back into more productive work. Um, so I'm. I, this is a such an area of opportunity. And Again, there's a lot of barriers, I think, um, and concerns about how big it is or scary or everything has to be perfect. Um, but we're that's our that's our big focus next. One of our big focuses is just to make sure we break this down into manageable pieces that have impact. Yeah. Okay. There are kind of two big things kind of happening in HR tech writ large right now, right, in, in the industry, whether it's just the hype cycle or the buzzwords. Skills certainly is one. We've talked about that for a few minutes. The other is AI, specifically generative AI, which seemingly came out of nowhere. I'm pretty sure we were at this conference last year and we did a couple of podcasts. I don't think we talked about it. Right. And all of a sudden now it's like everywhere. Right. And I know Oracle, of course, has been working with AI technology and has had AI technology in the apps for a long time. It's not a new thing here, but certainly now everyone in the market is talking about Gen AI. And and then many of the providers are talking about how we're going to uh, implement Gen AI into HCM solutions. I'd love for you to just give us your point of view slash Oracle HCM point of view on Gen AI from an HCM perspective, and then maybe some of the highlights of what you're you're already doing and the solutions you're already providing. So there's no doubt that the opportunity for AI and generative AI is significant. I was quoting a a research I read the other day um, that, you know, the incremental value of gen AI on top of traditional AI is significant for the managers alone, because a lot of their job is communication and decision support, et cetera, and an additional 17 percentage points of um, a value of, of efficiency and productivity that gen AI can bring forward. Um, our, um, we moved fast for sure, right? I think it was um, November of um, of last year when kind of the chat GPT and everything just really caught fire and everybody's talking about it. And here we are, you know, just less than a year later, we've coded, we've got applic- um, capabilities in our platform, um, 18 plus use cases. And we our, our focus here is twofold. One, we want to make sure that um, our experiences, they, as they continue to evolve each release, continue to be um, as streamlined as possible, um, as uh, if, um, 
streamlined and efficient, that they're adding value and they're guiding individuals through in a very personalized and relevant way. We started to focus here at the beginning on three core use cases. So assistive technology or assistive um, authoring um, on uh, make suggestions and summarization. And our investments there, as I said, are around efficiency. So when you think about the performance review, you can have anywhere from five or 10 to, you know, possibly dozens and dozens of feedback that's captured throughout the year. And we're able to bring that into the performance review. As a manager, if you're doing your annual or semi-annual review, going through and trying to summarize all of that and you get the gist of it can be very challenging. We use Gen AI to do that, right? We also use generative AI to address that kind of blank paint syndrome. So when the manager sits down to actually now write their own review, enter a few prompts, will help, you know, summarize everything that we know and bring that for you, give you a starting point. Still human in the process, um, but that's one example. And that you'll see that throughout the application. So where can we add value, whether it's writing job descriptions, if you're creating surveys based on the topic and things, we'll recommend the questions you're going to ask, all about reducing um, the administrative effort. And when our customers hear and see this, they're, they're immediately saying, oh, my gosh, it's going to save us hundreds of hours. The job description piece alone, people are just almost weeping over, Trish. I, I'm you know, weeping. They, they are. I, it's but, true. But that's our, so our initial strategy is to deeply embed generative AI throughout the application. AI is native. It's part of our DNA. And so embedding this new approach to AI is incredibly easy. And that's how we can come out with, you know, 18 plus now. We've got hundreds on the docket. Our second vision for this is to really see how can we provide um, an elevation of the support that managers and HR departments need. So I think about the case of Things like reporting. I truly believe that Gen AI is going to obviate the need for operational reporting. Why should HR or some IT have to write a report and tell me department demographics and various things? That's what Gen AI is about, right? AI can surface and bring this together. But now with Gen AI through natural language, you know, interoperability, you know, tell me my headcount, where are their risks? But I actually want to elevate it even more. So my vision, and as we're talking about opportunities, is to bring that data analysis along with the, the very vast capabilities of Gen AI to truly serve as a coach, a support system. What do I have to be concerned around today? If I'm looking at a data a dashboard, how about asking Gen AI, what does this mean to me? What should I do with this data? Where's the risk? You know, using the the AI to explore and understand and look for those patterns, but also using what we know about the manager, the department they're in, their connections or projects, et cetera, to, to pinpoint what are those those salient areas they need to focus on. Now, that's vision, but that's the kind of thinking that we're taking. Now, I'm seeing a lot of vendors, um, I'm not seeing as much deeply embedded um, capabilities as we're delivering. I'm seeing a lot of focus on this overall coach capability. Um, but I'm seeing it more as a, um, a feedback type capability. But unless you have the full suite, a coach in recruiting or a coach in learning or a coach in goal management alone, that siloed approach is not going to solve the day-to-day -day challenges that holistically managers and employees have across their entire business. So that's our focus, two-pronged. I love that because, again, I'm, I'm sort of thinking back to my last job where we we switched to Oracle for many of those reasons, mm -hmm. because when we were pre-Oracle, um, we to, to just find out our headcount took six hours. 
of one person, right? So that was the big selling point of like moving to Oracle to begin with. I know if this was what did it, they do? Call around and how many people are over nine years seven? ago? Okay. Right, like, reports and headcount reports, right? Right. We had uh, yeah, we had to run all these reports. So I think that you know, again, I'm an HR person. I'm listening to this episode and I'm thinking like. I cannot believe this is possible. Like it's so futuristic, but it is possible. And I love that you gave the example of how then you're asking it, where are risks, right? So even if I'm in HR, I'm sitting down with my CFO and my CEO and we're trying to, maybe we have a reduction in force coming up and we need to really be looking at the the business holistically. That was difficult. That took weeks sometimes to prep for those things. And, and you, heaven forbid, you'd miss something critical, right? Or make a wrong choice, right? As you're evaluating things. I mean, everyday things that I'm thinking, you know, you're talking about job descriptions. I can't even tell you how many hours I spent with our attorneys going through every single job description and rewrite. So every single example you're giving, I can literally equate to that would save a person six, 10, 12 hours a week. Right. And we always talked about back in the day of like, wouldn't it be great if HR could be more strategic, but we don't have time and we didn't know how to get the time back. So to me, when I wrote down like, my theme, it's in my notebook from yesterday. The theme for me that I'm hearing is time. You're saving people time. You're giving them these tools to help them and support them. And to me, it takes what's scary about Gen AI and it sort of reduces that fear for me as a user because it's now a partner of mine and not something that's going to take my job. Do you exactly. hear this at all? Is that still a fear it's, out there? It, it or? is very much a fear. People, of course, are afraid um, to receive um I think Chris Leon called it um, hallucinations from the AI, right? Just data results that just don't line up with, you know, the business or the um, the, the questions being asked. And so we can't, we take a lot of um, care in how we're designing these prompts. But that is a, a key fear is that is, is what I'm getting back accurate? Um, but also, um, is it going to, you know, replace me if I'm a writer, um, if I'm a coder, right? We, we have already... Um, uh, it demonstrated the ability to create what we call our fast formulas. Again, automating things for efficiency. And it can be as complex as writing these really complex codes. And so we've got that in our labs. We haven't released it yet. We want to keep refining and getting feedback. Um, but people are afraid. Uh, but I think we're, we're starting small, moving fast, right? And thinking really big about where we're going. So our three use cases, assisted authoring, summarization, et cetera, are just the beginning. As we look out into the next year and beyond, of course, data visualizations and insights and analysis, um, again, create reports on the fly instead of having to run them, use your voice to do that. Um, but And and this this coaching, right? This kind of just be my support and help me understand and drive value from the insights or additional ones. Um, you know, we've there's there's a series of additional use cases that are just coming that are going to just blow our minds. And I'm super excited about it. I can't it. wait, really. It, it, it was quite impressive yesterday. And, and I think there's one more area I want to touch before we let you let go and get back to her, like 17 other meetings you're probably in tonight. <laughs> So I mean, we've talked about skills, right? The two big things, right, are happening in HR tech right now and in HR really writ large, right? Skills, Gen AI. Before skills and Gen AI, though, we spent three years and, and we're still talking about employee experience. Mm-hmm. Like that was the number one thing, certainly in the industry for a couple of years. It's still really important. And I I, I think one of the things that's really interesting about Oracle Cloud HDM and how it's developed is like their approach to 
creating great experiences for the people who actually have to use these applications in their workplaces. Uh, I, you know, just take a minute or two to talk about both the approach here for uh, how employee experience, which is kind of a fuzzy concept, honestly, how we sort of productize it and, and operationalize it. And then some of the newer innovations that have been announced very recently around that. So we've just spent the last 20 minutes talking about employee experience. If we're capturing skills and offering you opportunities and communications and connecting you with coaches and mentors because we understand the skills you have or the skills you want to develop, that's that's part and parcel of the experience of the individual, how they're interacting with the opportunities and, and et cetera in the organization. Um, Gen AI is very much part of that experience. How are you helping me? understand and get value and get you know, faster at these processes or guiding me to you know various things that I need to do. So for us, the employee experience is all the ways individuals interact with the business. And we have productized and operationalized a set of capabilities that are incredibly focused on those, those areas that help employees feel heard and seen and understood and supported and developed and invested in. So when we introduced Oracle Me, it's so pervasive, about 75% of our customers are using some aspect of Oracle Me, our employee experience platform. So it feels like it's been out there forever. Um, but when we introduced that, I think that kind of the, the heart of that was um, journeys, right? How do we take all the information and the data attributes that we know about an individual and the processes of the organization and craft dynamically journeys that will guide you through any process, and not just an HR process, although there's a tremendous right amount. That's that's part parcel of what we do: onboarding, offboarding, changes, global transfers, etc. Life events, life right. events, anything. But we're also um, able to use that tool to guide individuals through enterprise processes. You've got to close the books. You've got to tax audit. A customer yesterday was talking about how they use journeys, not just internally, but to guide their processes with their customers. So through their professional services organization and the various pieces. So, so um, again, what is the experience of, in, of the individual employee at work? Who are they interfacing with? What are the things they need to do? Journeys is one manifestation of that. And in our original um, delivery, things like communication, the digital assistant, the, the natural language interface, service help desk, right? How can we make that more human and intuitive, et cetera? Um, so we've we've been delivering a series of capabilities. Um, as I said, great um, engagement. This year, super excited that we were able to bring two, I think, really powerhouse capabilities forward. One was Oracle Grow, which was a top, top part of the, of the year. year. Yeah. Winner. Love that. Award-winning Oracle. All around employee development. Yes. Sort of oh, yes. helping employees connect with opportunities. Exactly. Learning opportunities, career opportunities. Exactly. Mentors, et cetera. Everything they need to do to, to grow and thrive in the organization. Um, this At this event, we unveiled our new Oracle Celebrate, a new um, opportunity within um, Oracle Me. And Celebrate is all around um, 
building a culture of recognition and appreciation in the organization, really cultivating that. So organizations having the ability to set up a recognition program that's peer-to-peer, that's manager to anyone, etc. Um, that's in the flow of work at any time, the ability to surface that, that feedback, whether it's a milestone or achievement or just, hey, great collaboration today, great presentation, and also to associate rewards with it. So very common to have a points-based system, um, certainly fully the budget of that integrated with our um, compensation. You can pay it out through payroll. But what I'm really excited about, too, is the flexibility of this system. I'm excited about several things, but one is flexibility, right? So in, in addition to redeeming rewards through third parties, supporting, for example, how our um, hospitality clients, my or, you know, um, in airlines, et cetera, where they might want to grant um, those frequent flyer awards, oh, yeah. royalty points in lieu of some, you know, some other point thing. Um, so we're looking at, you know, how can we support the way our customers do business? Now, a couple of uh, people have said, this is great, but aren't you late to the game, right? Reward systems have been out there for 10 years. There's hundreds of vendors out there who have proliferated. And I think the difference here is that as part of the core unified cloud HCM suite, the data and the interactions with this feed into, you know, the signals that we're receiving across the suite. So as we're looking at performance reviews or as we're looking at sentiment of the organization, um, really understanding what's working and what not, what's not working, the interconnectedness of all of our applications and all of the data just really elevates the insights and the actions you can take. So this isn't a standalone. And we've also widgetized this, right? So you don't go to a page and do everything. It comes to you in the flow of work. So keeping those nudges front and center to keep the programs alive and active. I I loved seeing uh, Celebrate being announced yesterday. And Steve, I know you've said many times that having everything on a unified platform is the perfect you know road to take. And I think when you're in a situation where you have to have many different solutions that are kind of piecemealed together, yes, they can work, but it's it's not that seamless flow in the flow of work as you're talking about. And so I I love that you're able to address the, like sort of being late to the game. You're not. It's you're not. just it's actually being able to have everything in one place. The value of that outweighs like any other negative. Plus, that you would potentially plus Ben, you're a hero when you can go to the the purchasing department or the IT or the right. CFO and say, yeah, you know, that other contract, tear that up. We don't need that anymore. Exactly. And it reduces, it reduces not just the friction, but data, you know, security and um, risk right. to privacy information. There's just so many compliance reasons underpinning why that unified platform makes a difference. Well, in the look and feel, I think two people use what they feel comfortable with. And so if they're already comfortable with the other aspects of the platform, then adding in or just toggling on, if you will, right, celebrate, it's very natural. Everyone will intuitively know how to use the platform and how it works. So, You bet. This has been great. Thank you for taking a little bit of time out of your busy schedule to help us understand what's been happening here at Cloud World, what's happening at Oracle HCM. We've scratched the surface only, uh, but thanks for uh, sharing some of the successes, some of the innovation. It's been a phenomenal event, a real celebration of all things HDM for sure. Absolutely. Uh, you bet. Thanks so much. It's been great to see you. You bet. And thanks for having me. Great to see you. Awesome. We'll put some links in the show notes for folks who learn more about Oracle Cloud HDM and what's going on here at Cloud World as well. So for you, Beth Cameron, Bertrand Steve, my name is Steve Bose. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time and bye for now.